Well, good morning, friends, uh, fellow visionaries. It's Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Kelly EYS from Oklahoma. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic. So today's Friday, February 7th, 2020. Today we are in the big book, page 88, finishing up into action. We're on the uh, second paragraph there that says, we alcoholics are undisciplined. We're reading through two paragraphs, finishing up with entirely devoted to step 12. So let's see. Today's readers are 12 steps, Penny E, 12 traditions, Anita J. The readers of our text today will be Larry K and Susan H. And our newcomer greeter is Jason K and the second hour host, Deanna B. So our reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, February 6th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 14083, 14083, and our 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 14085, 14085. Our OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Penny E. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Penny. Good morning, Kelly. Penny E. with the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Have a beautiful God-filled day, everybody. Thank you so much, Penny E. And next, Anita J. will read our 12 traditions. Good morning, Anita.
Good morning, Kelly. Thank you for your service. Uh, the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive or eater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. And eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. And 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thank you so much, Anita J. Okay, so here is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, you just press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 again to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today, we're studying in the big book as usual. We're finishing up the chapter into action. We're on page 88. 88, uh, where there, we alcoholics are undisciplined. We're reading through two uh, paragraphs to entirely devoted to step 12, comments on both. And Larry Kay is going to get us started. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks so much for your service. I'm Larry Kay. I'm recovered uh, by the grace of God this morning in Chicago. We alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. But this is not all. 
there is action and more action. Faith without works is dead. The next chapter is entirely devoted to step 12. So th- th- this is going to require a level of trust that I'm not even sure I'm capable of and, and see that the steps serve as kind of a ladder of trust for me that develops within me over time. And, and reading this paragraph, these paragraphs reminds me of something I once heard. You know, how might I live if I didn't know that my body could heal? You know, if I, if I didn't know my body could heal, I might not, you know, get in the car or ever ride a bike I may, I may never use a knife to cut up vegetables. I might not even get off the couch. See, we intuitively know that doing this step work, confronting our character flaws, facing them, allowing God to remove them and making restitution for harms done, that doing these things, it's going to hurt. It may hurt. But the courageous among us feel the fear and we, you know, we move forward anyway. And this is the, the, the very definition of trust. In, in letting God discipline us in this, you know, simple way, we come out on the other side. And, and, I, and I know it's going to hurt, but just as I, you know, I trust that my body will heal from its wounds, while well, I'm prepared to trust that our emotional and spiritual self in, in the form of, you know, relying upon God will heal from the pain of doing something difficult. And we're reminded as this chapter concludes that I'm going to need more action, that faith without works is dead. In fact, there's a whole chapter devoted to, the, you know, that very thing, carrying this message and, of course, practicing, practicing these principles in all our affairs. You know, for me, reliance upon God is like a sort of like a symbiotic dance between my willingness to take action and God's promise to heal me in the way that God knows that I need to be healed. And I can't fool my conscience when I, when I try to do this by trying to quiet my conscience or debate or persuade See, I'm still tethered to the, my shadow self, you know, that inner, inner shadow of my character flaws. And um, <clears throat> I'll wrap up, Kelly, by saying I, I'm reminded of something Carl Jung said, you know, the guy that d- dealt with, uh, was working with Roland Hazard. He said, act one of a young person's life is the story of setting out to conquer the world, right? And act two is the story of a, of a young person realizing that the world is not about to be conquered by the likes of him or her. You know, so today I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to rely on God, lean in, and I'm going to just try to do my best and practice these principles in all my affairs. With that, I pass, Kelly. Thank you so much, Larry. Appreciate you getting us started. So we wrapped up into action on page 88, the last two paragraphs there. Uh, If you haven't shared in the last couple days, give me your first name. And you'd like to share, of course. Give me your first name and the initial of your last. Katie F. Rebecca Mary. Katie G. Did I hear Tina S? Yes. Okay. Katie and Tina. Stacy J. Somebody H. Susan H. Susan H. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Melissa. Rowena. Melissa. Is it P? C. 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 C and P. It's hard. Unless I hear that New York thing, I can't tell. Laura B. Maura Z. Maura. Good God, Maura. Sorry. (laughs) All right. Let's stop there. (laughs) All right. So I have Katie G, Tina S, Stacy J, Susan H, Melissa C, and Maura Z. So please make sure your phones are muted by pressing star one. We'll get started with Katie G, followed by Tina. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks for your service. 
You know, um, I never wanted to make a commitment. I didn't want to show up for a meeting. I didn't want to be disciplined. My, my time is too important. I'm too valuable. And discipline is training that corrects, molds, or perfects the mental, mental faculties of my moral character. And action is an act of will. Now, wait a second, wait a second. Step 11, I thought you said I, I have no will. Um, no, no, we are aligning our will. It is the proper use of the will. And, you know, a lot of times I hear people say, you know, this program, my outcome of the day is dependent on my spiritual condition. You're missing a big word, maintenance. If I maintain my car, I want to keep it as close to new as possible, right? So I, 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 I get an oil change. Um, you know, if I have a plant or my dog, I got to feed the dog. I got to take the dog to the vet. I got to help it grow and change. With my spiritual condition, there is no difference. And the people that walk before me have taught me, I just get up earlier. And I don't say that to like get an award. I say that because freedom is not free. And the life I have today is not free. 365, I'm up, I'm, I'm up, I'm, I'm, I'm weighing and measuring my food, I'm, I'm talking to God, I'm praying, I'm staying committed to what? To this program. Because 365, this disease doesn't take a holiday. I have to tell you, I am sorry for the troubles you have in your life. But if discipline is not the horse I ride, which I practiced, I got grad school. And let me tell you, grad school became a lot louder than program. Anything that I put before God, program, program is my God, then, I mean, God working, right? Um, it's going to go. It's going to go. And, and if I am, you know, I have to tell you, there are people in this program me included, people, I've gotten married in this program, I've been on a honeymoon, I've had a baby, I've been through severe and serious medical loss and treatment and success. Through all of that, my program is there. My God is there because the only way I can connect to God is through action. If I don't take action each and every day, I'm going to lose it. And, you know, again, the, the, the people that call me and they tell me I'm a really busy mom, all right, good. Get up early. Let's do it together. Let's figure out how to keep this program first. Because if I do not, I will go backwards through the steps, starting with step 12. I'm not working with others. I don't care about the principles. No prayer, no quiet time, no, no, no reflection, nothing. So please, God, continue to discipline me. You discipline me, God. You show me how to show up, to be a member of this program, to be a, a, a woman of honor, dignity, and grace, and to be a woman who's committed and can be counted on so I can continue to grow and change. And with that, I pass. Perfect timing, Katie. Thank you. Uh, next up, we have Tina S. followed by Stacy J. Good morning, Tina. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks so much for your service. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Great paragraphs. Uh, you know, I am forever spouting this sentence. We are undisciplined to spawn seeds. And the reason I do is because I really need to hear that because I am undisciplined, you know. And, and, you know, I love the definition of un undisciplined as uncontrolled in behavior and manner because I fit that description. I am uncontrolled in behavior and manner. And through the process, because it tells me how we're going to do this, you know, so we let God discipline us in the simple way. We've just outlined, which are the 11 steps, you know, and it's as simple, but it is not easy for sure. And, you know, one of the things that I have to know, 
I am undisciplined, untreated the moment I wake up in the morning. And so what do I do to pick up that spiritual toolkit? You know, first thing I do is connect with a power greater than myself. And maybe unconsciously or consciously on a good day. But, you know, the first thing I do is I roll out of the bed on my knees. That's just a habit that I've formed. And, you know, and it's a good thing, you know, because some days I am conscious in my prayers. You know, and most days lately, because we're, we're reading it in the book here, you know, so when I wake up in the morning, I know what we're going to be reading, you know, and so I'm on that same page. And it's a wonderful feeling to, to know that I'm doing the deal, you know, but, but it's God who is disciplining me, you know, and I have to be open to that. You know, one of the things that I know is I came in here thinking, oh, I got this one, two, and three, you know, um, I know I'm powerless, you know, I believe in God, I was raised Catholic, you know, so okay, God, do this thing. You know, but the bottom line was, I believed there was a God for sure, but I didn't believe he'd be working for me, you know. And so today, through the process and the transformation, I have a, a God of my understanding who is in my corner, you know, and gets me to do the things that I don't want to do. And the things that I can do, I become wanting to do them. And then God does for me what I cannot do for myself. You know, and I give this thing away. I love that it talks about, but this is not all. There's action and more action. Faith without works is dead. I got to be doing the work one day at a time, taking the action. And then in the next chapter, this is the great stuff. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Tina S. So next up, we have Stacy J, followed by Susan H. Good morning, Stacy. Good morning. Thank you for your service. This is Stacey J, Recovered Food Addict in Toronto, Canada. Um, I encountered the expression, uh, I remember encountering the expression, faith without works is dead in, in my undergrad. And um, when I came across it, I immediately rejected the idea, <laughs> of course, uh, because, you know, the, pre- the precondition for me as, um, as a, a compulsive reader is I was undisciplined already in my early 20s. And I believe I was undisciplined from the age of about six when I stole my first chocolate bar. I mean, the whole idea there is I can get something for nothing. And I think that's an undisciplined um, assumption. And that that's how I started from childhood. And eating compulsively whenever I could get away with getting some food out of the cupboard, you know, getting some food at my friend's house, anywhere I could steal it or get my hands on it, I did. And uh, I <laughs> that continued uh, and got worse and worse. And I'll tell you, the initial discipline that this program asked of me in working the steps was to do what my sponsor asked me to do. Um, with each with each step and to not try and know better frankly than what I was asked to do and just do it humbly and just move on and don't try and be perfect about it you know I mean and with four and a half months uh, over four and a half months of abstinence now now I do not wake up with the idea that I want I want kind of the results of faith without doing any work But also, now I wake up and I don't loathe myself in the morning. And the skin on my stomach doesn't feel stretched. I feel lighter each morning. And I am, it's quite remarkable. You know, doing some work and working with others, which is a pleasure, actually results, it it increases my faith. So it actually works backwards as well. I do work and it increases my faith. How how is this possible? Um, So I... 
I, I realize I'm an undisciplined person, but I feel like the framework of the steps is the discipline that, that, uh, that I can accept and do. And the willingness to do that has brought me so many gifts in such a short time after recovering from years of relapse. So I'm just so grateful. Thank you very much. I pass. Well, thank you, Stacey J. Um, so let's see. Next up, Susan H., followed by Melissa C. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. This is Susan H. in Ohio, recovered compulsive overeater and grateful. We are undisciplined, and I was the most undisciplined because, of course, I was special. And uh, I, I really was fearful to um, to let people, to let you good people know how just how really dark I was. It is our nature. To be undisciplined, and, and I, yeah, that was definitely a big part of my nature. If I can just stay with step three, turning over my will and my life, and using 10, 11, and now we're moving into 12, um, my loving higher power shows me the way. All along the way, it amazes me that if I just do the work of being observant for the resentments, the selfishness, all of those things that pop up and saying many times throughout the day, I will not mind be done, taking time for the things that keep me close to a higher power, then it does not feel like discipline. Discipline was a word that always scared me. When I read this the first time, it was like, discipline, oh, no. Well, I have felt so much love coming from a higher power. That is the discipline that is, talk, that is talked about here. It's the loving guidance. It doesn't feel like discipline. It feels like the loving and powerful hand of God. And I am grateful to review with my fellows a way of life that is changed the whole world for me. And that is all I have to say, and I pass. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Susan H. Next up, we have Melissa C., followed by Mara Z. Good morning, Melissa. Hi. Good morning, Kelly. This is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm in New York. Thank you so much for your service this morning. Um, you know, I hated that word, discipline. It just sounded so opposite of how I like to view myself. I had a really, um, you know, a false view of myself. I thought of myself as this really free-spirited person, right? And, um, you know, how, really how free. I was owned by, by chocolate. I was owned by ice cream. I had no freedom, you know, so that was a lie. And um, and I also, you know, I look at, I look at like I work with kids, right? And 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 sometimes I get an occasional kid who has had no discipline, zero structure, no boundaries, nothing, and and I'm reminded of what what it was like for me in an untreated state. Um, they are the most scared. <laughs> you know, difficult people to, to deal with, and they're hard to teach. You know, guess what? I was hard to teach. And um, and they 
they cause damage, you know. And I've had it I've had it in dogs. I've had dogs that needed discipline and what they wind up doing is like I had a dog he almost chewed his tail off. And that's what I was like, undisciplined. And so um, I am so, like, I mean, talk about a spiritual uh, awakening, right? We're told that's a personality change. This is the biggest personality change, the fact that I welcome discipline and structure. You know, my sponsor says to me, you do everything I tell you to do. And, and I've said to her, yeah, because you have what I want. You're living the life that I want. And I'm not mindless. I'm not stupid. She's not my God. I understand that, but I found the path to God through other people, and so I follow directions, and I let God discipline me, you know, and, and I, I've had people say to me, my God, you're so disciplined, and I laugh inside. They don't really know the truth. They're only seeing the way I eat. That's just the beginning of it, you know, like I'm waking up in the morning. I'm following directions. I'm following order, and if I do that, I have freedom. You know, it's incredible. And then we pass it on. And, yeah, I, I had sponsees who tell me I, I can't get up that early. And, and I've just lovingly said, do me a favor, survey. Take a quick survey of all the people who sound like they have what you want. Ask them what time they wake up in the morning. I've yet to meet a recovered person um, who sleeps in. And so um, thanks. I'm glad to get up with all of you and uh, be disciplined alongside you. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Melissa C. Okay, next up is Mara Z, and then we'll be taking more names. Good morning, Mara. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks so very much for your service, Mara Z. Recovering, gratefully so, in Virginia. And we alcoholics are undisciplined. It could very well read, Mara Z is undisciplined, very easily, because that is my true nature. My true nature is do what I want when I want. My true nature is be selfish. Don't care about anybody else. Take care of me first. But the problem is that lately I'm realizing that through discipline, I can take care of me first. And in fact, we're told, as we read at the end of every meeting, we cannot give what we, do, we, what, we, what we don't got. I can only get there through discipline. And it's, it's like a paradox because when I become disciplined, when I allow God, when I ask God, when I seek God to help me get disciplined, the more the discipline grows, the more I seek to become and stay disciplined. And that doesn't make sense, but it does. Because just as with the food, I picked up, I felt horrible, I put it down. Thank you, dear Lord, for helping me put it down. And I'm abstinent now. And every day I'm abstinent. Every abstinent meal I have gives me that much more motivation to eat abstinently in my next meal. And I must. And I'm happy when I'm abstinent. Now... I'm miserable when I'm abstinent only if I'm not working the steps. But I have a sponsor, and we're working the steps. I went back to step zero. I went back to step zero. I put down the food, and I picked up step one. Gratefully so. So very gratefully so. I do not have any discipline. But I'm, I am seeking and I am allowing God to discipline me. 
by working the 12 steps and by working them like my butt is on fire. Never mind my hair. My butt is on fire. I'm going to die if I don't listen to the people who have what I want, as Melissa just said. Call the people who have what I want. Connect with those people. Ask the questions that I've obviously forgotten the answers or forgotten how to apply the answers. I haven't lost my body of knowledge. I lost my way. I lost my way because I turned my back on God, because I had that stupid three-word phrase that will be my undoing every time. I got this. I ain't got Jack. Period. Nothing. If I don't have God in my life, I have nothing. And as someone said earlier, if I put anything in front of my program, anything in front of God, I will lose my program and I will lose God. And that's what is exactly what happened to me. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Marzi. Okay. So if you're just now joining us, we are on page 88, wrapping up the chapter of Into Action, the last two paragraphs, We Alcoholics Are Undisciplined, reading through to entirely devoted to step 12, commenting on both. If you haven't shared in the last couple days and would like to, give me your first name and initial of your last. Joe M. Kathy G. Rebecca B. Helen B. Wait a minute. I got Joe M. and Rebecca B. And that's all. Helen G. I got a Helen and then somebody G. Helen who? What's your? Kathy G. My my last name is Helen G. Too. Helen G. Vanita L. Anita. Teresa. Vanita with a V. Okay, Vanita L. Was there Teresa? Teresa P. Teresa P. All right, so I have, I have Joe, Rebecca, Helen, Kathy, Vanita, and Teresa. Was there anybody else I didn't hear? Well, that looks like a good lineup. So if you guys will make sure you press star one and you're muted, we'll get started with Joe M., followed by Rebecca B. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Joe M., the recovering overeater in Cedar Hills, Utah. I really appreciate these many sermons every morning, and I've been listening every morning since the first of the year. And there's a phrase that says, when performance is measured, performance improves. When performance is measured and reported, the rate of improvement accelerates. And I, I love these two little paragraphs. We are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us. He ultimately is our ultimate sponsor, right? I mean, we have human sponsors that have successfully worked the steps like their hair's on fire. It's funny. I, I'm bald, so I have to figure out another way to let something be on fire. But uh, I'm just so grateful for the quotation from James that says, faith without works is dead. Some also say we're saved by grace. And I say we're saved by grace after all we can do. Uh, I'm going to California this weekend where I grew up and trips are triggers for me. And so I'm so grateful to share this morning and be able to express to everyone on this call that I am accountable. I will be accountable, not just to my 
sponsor and my God, but uh, I'll plan on sharing sometime next week and just briefly report because that will give me incentive to do what is right and to put down the food, as my sponsor says. I just want to express before I close the deep gratitude I have to our God. Uh, I listened to Laurie a couple Saturdays ago, and while he may be agnostic, he mentioned that his higher power is love and peace and harmony, and I love that. We all have different belief systems, and I completely respect that. And uh, I just want to express gratitude to everyone for your daily encouragement, your examples. And with that, I pass. Somebody's unmuted. They just sneeze really big. So you might want to make sure you're muted. Star one. Okay, so now we have Rebecca B. followed by Helen G. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. Thanks so much. My name is Rebecca B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. So good to be together, um, as always. And, you know, what comes to me as I'm looking at this is that um, I lived in, in my head, right? I lived in my head. I didn't live in my heart, and I didn't live in my hands or feet in terms of living my faith. I wanted answers. I wanted security. I wanted to understand and know everything before I took action. So my prayer, though it wasn't, I didn't realize it was a prayer, but my way of thinking was, you know, God, make me safe. Make me feel entirely safe. Let me know I'm ready to put down this food. Let me know I'm ready to change this behavior. Let me know everyone's going to like me and nothing bad is going to happen. There's no pain. I'm not going to feel any pain, as someone else was talking about, right? It's just going to be, it's all going to be good, and then I'll take the action. And I have to say that every, I think I can say this, everything, certainly the majority of them, perhaps there's something I'm not remembering, but Every food that I put down and behavior and thought and belief that was tied to my old way of living and being had, had fear in that surrender, that it, I didn't feel great and safe and confident and then change. Like I was doing those things and, and acting in those ways. They were familiar. They were safe. I thought they brought me what I wanted. So, um, you know, it, it gets easier as I have more and more um, – quote-unquote evidence, well, not even quote, as I have more and more evidence that as I put these things down um, in my life, it is more and more connecting me to my higher power of my understanding and to peace and serenity and love. And yet still, everything that I put down has has fear in that moment where I surrender. And so I guess it just it's so important for me to remember that I'm not going to feel good first and then make those changes because I feel good. I've got to be willing to take that leap to to let go and um then and then allow the rest to to stay in my higher power's hands and so uh, yes it's faith faith without works is is dead and and my recovery without action is also doomed so thanks for letting me share it's really great to be together as always I pass thank you so much Rebecca B next up we have Helen G followed by Kathy G good morning Helen Good morning. Hi, everybody. Thank you for being here. And uh, this is my first time sharing, so I'm a little bit nervous. I guess I should transfer it over to being excited. (laughs) But um, I love these pages. Um, I've been in recovery since 15 and in OA since 2017. Beautiful abstinence for about 16 months and then flipped and had some issues. 
you know, white knuckling it, getting it back on, uh, not really working with a sponsor. My sponsor was my best friend. So you know how that goes, you know, if you don't have someone that's really going to tell you or not really tell you, but give you that. We were just best friends. So it was a lot hard for us to have that relationship. Um, anyway, fast forwarding really quick uh, and going back to the pages. Um, in 2017, I finally decided to leave my husband of 20 years. Uh, and um, in 2018, I was uh, between 2017 and 18, I was doing really good. And then um, he passed away September 2018. And I, at that time, I was sort of not not I'm not going to say sort of abstinent. I was back and forth and not working my steps because Helen can handle everything. Helen is very undisciplined. This really, really generates with me because it, it, it is me, but I'm also very stubborn. So I will try to prove that I can do this on my own. And when he passed away, well, that told me that I couldn't do it on my own. So for the past year in 2019, my life just flipped upside down. Um, I was a rock star, though, because I still did good, you know, did, I was great all morning long, uh, all day long. I mean, I was a rock star with my eating and everything, but as soon as night came and those voices in my head started talking, that's when the comfort eating started coming in. And um, I finally got tired of it and um, got myself a sponsor in June of 2019 and she gave me these pages to read so every morning I would wake up and read these pages and then I stopped them again just because Helen was stubborn and Helen is undisciplined and she decided to stop so I stopped them and I got crazy again my new sponsor starting this year told me Helen you need to go to a vision for you because there's not that many meetings out here where I'm at and so I started going through I started listening to you guys, and lo and behold, the first thing you guys read the first day that I chimed in were these pages. Now, if that is not my higher power telling me something, and I am one of those not morning persons, but better believe me, you guys have been my morning since I started on last Thursday, and I'm up every morning now doing my pages. Time, please. Thank you. Thank you for for listening, guys. Thank you. Welcome to the line, Helen. We love hearing new voices, so welcome. Okay, so next up, Kathy G., followed by Vanita L. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is Kathy G., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Barrington, Illinois. And I'm just thrilled to be able to share on these few lines this morning. Uh, by nature, I am completely undisciplined. When I think back over my life, you know, even especially like thinking of my life in school, uh, I was so undisciplined that I just have visions of being in college and just, I, I remember that's when I realized that I was really different from other people in this regard because I went to this private women's college and all these women had apparently been much more prepared than I had um, for some kind of structure in life. And I, 
And I just remember cramming for tests and smoking cigarettes and drinking diet soda and binging in between just to get myself numbed out enough to be able to make myself feel like I could actually do what I needed to do. Um, And my life was just plagued by undiscipline, huge mood swings, huge swings in um, the way that I lived a day. So now the miracle is, is that God is, has actually created a disciplined person here. I wake up early. I pray. I have structure. I, I went down this morning and I, I have my whole day planned out. Now, for others of you, that might not be a big deal at all. That is a massive deal for me to have time structured. You know, I'm going for a swim this morning. I even have on my planner, bring lunch with you. Like I play the movie of the day. How can I be in the most peace? And this has happened as a result of these steps. And it's great that we're talking about this now. I've been focusing this week. I actually um, gave a lead, at, a lead at a meeting this week. And I focused it on uh, we, we don't think our way into right action. We act our way into right thinking. And I have been doing more and more of that. My sponsor says, Kathy, just stop thinking. Just get into the next action, regardless of how I feel. And so interesting, too, that the next line that comes, you know, in the next chapter is talking about working with others. And that's where our primary action is. And that's the action that keeps us neutral around food. So action and more action, faith without works is dead. And the works that we have are carrying on all that we have gained from these 12 steps sharing it with someone else was at a meeting last night with 15 people. It was so vibrant and it was so good. So just um, a cry out too, if you're just on this line, make sure you get out to some face-to-face meetings because there's really nothing that can replace that. So hope you all have a great day. Glad to have a chance to share. I pass. Thank you so much, Kathy G. Next up we have Vanita L followed by Teresa P. Good morning, Vanita. Good morning, everybody. Benita L., recovered compulsive overeater, who is super grateful to be disciplined in this program. And I feel so touched, like this paragraph never really hit me before. And to hear the reading and talk about discipline, it's just this gratitude in my heart for um doing the steps again recently through the AA Big Book and the under deeper understanding that I have of the steps and how they worked before. I knew they worked, but they were a mystery to me. And I didn't understand, like, when people were relapsing, like, exactly what was going wrong. And now that is so much clearer to me that people are either re-triggering themselves or keeping themselves triggered with foods they don't know about or they're not keeping up with um, 10, 11, and 12. And it's like, wow, it was like so simple when that light bulb went off. So uh, I'm super grateful to be disciplined and being purified by God and... um, Surrendering deeper and deeper and asking to be purified even more so I can be of greater service 
am super grateful for you all and love you all, and um, God bless. Well, thank you so much, Vanita L. And next up is Teresa P., and then we'll take a few more names. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning. This is Teresa P., a recovered compulsive overeater. And I'm really uh, grateful to uh, be on the meeting this morning, though I wasn't when I got a book up at 4.15. I'm in California. I thought, oh, gee, I can just, you know, sleep in. And uh, I thought, no, no, God got me up so I could be here. And so I am. And yes, I am undisciplined. And I thought I was very disciplined. And I am very disciplined when I'm working my will, you know. And then there's, uh, you know, and then let God discipline us. Well, that's God's will. And so, you know, I work really hard when, you know, I want to get my little ducks in a row. And they're going to do this, this, and this. What What do I need to do to make them do this? And what I get to do is stop. Now and do my prayer and meditation. I have trouble doing prayer and meditation. Now I do it. I do it every day. I have for years, and I have a beginning time and a stopping time. But you know, listening or being present is so hard because my mind is racing here and racing there, and I get to go, you know, and I just get to keep doing it. Okay, just do the prayer and meditation, you know, and and do the best that I can. And uh, just realize my mind is crazy. And so that's where, you know, I get to, you know, let God discipline me by just keep doing it. And uh, and over the years, especially since uh, coming to, you know, Vision for You in the last couple of years of uh, being um, aware of God's will and God's will is, What's happening? You know, I don't have to make things happen, you know, because God's will is getting done. Now, I have worked very hard at making things happen. And uh, and I also read pages 84 to 88 every day for several years. And it's so important because, you know, I read it and then I forget really fast. And, you know, so I get to go, God's will is what's happening. And so I get to... You know, be aware, listen, and then just do the best that I can because God's will is happening and everything's okay. And yesterday I got to have another adventure I was not happy with. Uh, my husband got excited about something and, it's just, and it triggered my panic. And I just got to go, oh, I'm, I'm uncomfortable and I'll just, I'll be willing to talk about this later and then walk away. And I went over there and did 10 steps. And let me tell you, it was all, I figured it was all his fault. Look at what he's doing. And what I got to do is go through it, you know, and look at my part and uh, look at what do I need to do, ask for God's forgiveness. And I got to be of service. And my service was going to go, we were going to go out and go grocery shopping. I got to go, okay, I was willing to get my husband's food. And what happened was. Time, please. Thank you for letting me share, and this works, and we had a wonderful rest of the day. I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Teresa P. All right, so we have time for a couple more shares, if you'd like to share on the end of this chapter. Amanda. Okay, wait a minute. I heard uh, Craig F., Leia M., Gary and Kay. 
Okay, I don't. I'll I'll put you there, Raquel, but I don't know if I'll we'll have time for you. We'll see. Okay. So if everybody makes sure there's star mute, star muted, star one and mute, we will get started with Leia M followed by Craig F. Well, thank you. Good morning, everybody. This is Leia M. I like what we're studying this morning. We alcoholics are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us in the simple way we have just outlined. Um, You know, I thought I had ultimate freedom when I could do what I want as much as I want, whenever I wanted, um, until I was about to self-destruct. My mind was the greatest obstacle to a better way of life, and I needed a new mind, a spirit-guided mind. I did not know until um, I was taught that I was suffering from a disease which only a spiritual experience was going to conquer I ate for freedom. I thought that that was just going to free me, but I certainly became a slave. And, you know, more than my compulsive overeating had to be arrested. My own philosophy, my self-centeredness, my limited ideas, my limited vision, my beliefs, my attitudes, all that had to be confronted and overhauled. And as a result of the 12 steps, um, that's exactly what happened, that transformation occurred. Old ideas, emotions, and attitudes were cast aside, um, and new ideas, emotions, and attitudes became a part of my life, a way of life. I needed to be governed and dominated by a higher authority because the average compulsive overeater is self-centered to the extreme and doesn't care for that prospect unless what? unless we have to do that to stay alive, right? It became a life and death matter, a life and death matter. I was being crushed. I was the creator of my own pain. No one was doing that to me. (laughs) And yet I continued to worship my thinking mind and my ego and to the point of, you know, basically almost killing myself. And then, and then, you know, (laughs) Uh, It became a life and death matter. Whatever I direct my life towards, that's what's going to run my life. If I direct my life towards my self-centeredness, what I want, what I think, what I think we should do, what I think you should do, then that uh, chaos is going to run my life. My life is based on the ideas I produce in my mind. What if my life is governed by God? What if my life is guided by by the principles of the program, by God's will? What if I direct my life towards that to the best of my ability? My experience is that the more I pay attention to my relationship with God and what he wants of me and my service to others, the more my life flourishes in all areas of my life. It's counterintuitive, it's counterinstinctual, and it's certainly countercultural today, but it works. The spiritual axiom is absolutely true. Based on my personal experience, the more I give away, the more I try to align with God, the more I have, the more blessings are reaped upon me. And with that, I pass. Thanks a bunch. Thanks so much, Leah. Next up, we have Craig F. followed by Darian K. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, everybody. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I've always had a little bit of a quandary about these two paragraphs, and the and the quandary is um, we let God discipline us in this simple way, 
uh, what simple way are, do they mean? The one that they've just outlined, meaning steps 10 and 11, or the steps, and, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards, the whole book, the whole steps one through 11. Because they, but, you know, I, I guess it doesn't really matter, um, except that uh, uh, I, I just like to know those things. But this, this daily discipline, uh, is is described in the last few pages here uh, as, as steps 10 and 11, the the growth steps, the 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 day we used to say maintenance steps, but uh, I like to say growth steps now. And uh, so we let God discipline us in a simple way. I am an undisciplined person. Um, I I uh, uh, just not not ever been. I've never thought of myself as disciplined, um, but pain will discipline you. Um, surrender will discipline you. When you when you get to the when you, when I've used up everything that uh, else that I know to do, uh, then then I then I, I have no other choice uh, but to fall in the line and to do the things that that this has been that this is outlined if I want to live. And uh, I want to live. I, I want to be whole and healthy and live. And so uh, pain drove me to accept this discipline, this discipline from from God. And and uh, that pain drove me to a life where I need to practice these steps ten and eleven on a daily basis. And I need to be conscious of the rest of the steps and and practice those principles in all my affairs. And uh, so anyway, that's, that's my story. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Craig. And we just have time for Darian Kay. Good morning, Darian. Hi, Kelly. <clears throat> can you hear me? Okay. I can. Okay, good. Um, Darian Kay from the Berkshires. And I'm going to take a minute. So maybe you'll have time for another network actually. And, I just want to say, you know, work is a four-letter word, in my opinion. Um, and so I never wanted to. It just equals effort, and effort is just not something I love. Um, but you know what? The effort that I put into this program is so, so worth it. Um, and you know what? Faith Without Works is Dead, I, I shared with, you know, you guys on a Sunday uh, edition that that is just the truth. And I love, love, love working with people. And it does get me outside myself, helps me give um, perspective to someone else. And then it's twofold. I see it right back. It's a mirror that I look in and uh, just so grateful for all of you. Thank you so much. I'll pass. Kelly, star one, on mute. Thank you so much. I thought I was unmuted. Well, we have run out of time, so it is now 7.55. It's time to close our meeting. Um, so let's see here. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Share ID for Friday, February 7th, today. 
is 14089, 14089. So we will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Susan H. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.